Hello, 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 and welcome to the Painted by Quarterly Slush Pile. Thank you for listening in today. Um, what we're going to do is discuss some poems that were submitted to Painted by Quarterly and have an editorial meeting right in front of your ears. So um, listen in as we do so. This is our way of sharing the process with you um, so that you know what happens once you send your work out into the void. Um, so welcome, I'm Kathleen Volk Miller and we're still working remotely, but the end is nigh. Um, and I'm going to say hello to Jason Schneiderman. Hello, Jason. Hi, Hi. greetings from Brooklyn. Um, everything's going well here. Um, I'm gonna throw it over to Gabby. Hi, um, everything's going well. If you hear any uh, crashing or banging, it's not the building falling on top of me, it's just my roommate moving out. Um, and I will hand it over to Alex. Hello, Alex uh, on Long Island, uh, recording from my apartment <laughs> uh, and ready to read some poems. <laughs> Okay, all right. Um, and let's make sure we say hello to Larissa Morgano. Hello, Larissa. Morning from uh, West Philly. There's jackhammering outside, so I'm gonna show. <laughs> Everybody's got something. I have a crying cat. I don't know why, because I just fed them. So um, noisy backgrounds today. <laughs> noisy background today. That's a noisy background episode. And hi, Kate. Oh, hello. Hello. Glad to almost see you. Um, so uh, without further ado, let's jump into these poems. We have a little pack of poems by Pierre Wright. And um, let's jump right in. And, and uh, I'm going to volunteer Jason to start us off. All right. Oh, driveway poem. Driveway poem. Driveway poem. We arrived early at the house by the sub shop after the bar closed. It was cold. And being new at love, the only way we thought to keep warm was by undressing completely with great urgency in the front seat of the Ford. Then my foot got stuck in the horn just as our friends began arriving. We couldn't have left, even if we'd wanted to, with all the cars having parked behind us. So we went to the party anyway, me with my shoes untied, you unfolding yourself from the car like a magnificent young moose. The night sky on one side of you and the stars over there. The way you had of entering a room back then, as though just by walking the muddy path to the stoop, a lotus popped out. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thanks. Now, slushies, you'll hear us thinking for a minute as we contemplate. Well, I, I want to point out to the slushies, um, this is this is one of the poems that you should really take a look at on the page, um, because you probably wouldn't know that there's no punctuation, um, that the line break is doing all of the work of kind of parsing the syntax, and that there are no, um, oh no, I was going to say there are no capital letters, but there are only capital letters for brand names. So like Ford is capitalized, but the we at the beginning of the sentence is not. Um, and so there's a really interesting way in which the language is sort of one unspooling um, tape, as opposed to what we usually expect with, you know, periods and capital letters and commas and all these sort of um, parsing punctuation devices. They're, they're all absent in this poem. Thank you for pointing all of that out. So right, slushies, you can go to pbqmag.org and um, look at this. And I thank you for pointing that out, Jason, too, because it is, a, it's such a story. There's a straight up narrative yeah. here. Um, and one might, when hearing it, just go, hmm, and, and how is this a poem? Or why is this a poem? But the, um, thank you for pointing out what you did about the narrative line, about the use of language here and lack of punctuation. Um, I think for me too, even I've looked at this before, um, but we've never discussed it. Uh, that's how we roll here on the show. Uh, it's interesting because it's a, it's um, almost like, you know, what would happen in a romantic comedy or something. And, and so that familiarity might, might make you say, oh, I've seen this, right? or it might make you be able to better visualize it 
right? But then those last lines is just such a surprise. Um, you unfolding yourself from the car like a magnificent young moose. I somehow see that too, even though that's such an odd way to describe uh, somebody. And, um, and then of course the very last line, it, they're just kind of magic at the end. And you did amazing reading of showing that flow. Thanks. It's a great story. I mean, it's, it's a really nicely told story. It's, it's the sort of thing that one dreads and hopes for. <laughs> that there's like this really interesting combination of, you know, this is incredibly embarrassing in the moment. We're naked in the front seat with the, with the car horn blaring, calling attention to what we're doing. But on the other hand, like, doesn't everyone want to have a story about having been yeah. naked in a car with someone that they loved and right, right. you know sort of uh I was privy to some 20 somethings talking about a risk that one of them wanted to take and whether or not they should take it and one of the 20 year olds said to the 20 year old <laughs> the other 20 year old um it'll make a great story right I, I will say in life, everything that you think is going to make a great story does not. <laughs> Every, everything that you do because you're like, well, you know, if this goes terribly wrong, it'll be a great story. Those are never good stories. No, no, that's true. I'll have to tell you off mic. <laughs> this was gonna be a story, no matter what happened. I mean, what I like about it is not just as embarrassing story because there's that turn at the end and like, the, the other person is kind of like is able to at least in the eyes of the speaker is like comes out and is just like walks out on the runway you know it's like a muddy path to the stoop but just that kind of like this is kind of embarrassing but you like you're so wonderful that you can like get out of the situation um like and grace and the lotuses are popping and just I like that kind of little turn that it's a little thing that just makes it more than a poem about it, like a, a like a being caught in the act um yeah um i was about to say something uh i i really really like the inclusion of the lotus at the very end because i think read like reading through it the first time it was just kind of like a story of like oh it, it was a story and less of a poem for me but i like the load like the lotus and how they have like um because lotus they their 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 roots they can only root in muddy waters like very like dirty dingy places mm. but like, something so beautiful and i think it's like this idea of a very embarrassing story but it's like at the end of it post-mortem um you can kind of look and see like this like nice cherished moment you can have together even though like you just are come obviously coming into like a room with all your friends and definitely they know. <laughs> There's sort of three um, images that I thought were sort of departures from the expected or the realistic or the, I don't know what, quite what the, the magnificent young moose is such like an odd comparison. I mean, one, because like a moose unfolding itself, like I can't really like, moose are so big they don't really fold they don't like compact and, and uncoil and then um the night sky on one side of you and the stars over there I thought it was fascinating because I love that image but it's not how the night sky works at all right like there aren't like stars on this side and sky on that side right uh, the stars are all through the sky and mm -hmm. so I found that image really striking because I, I enjoyed it so much and then the lotus has this kind of like surrealness to it but then also the surreality, but also um, it's the symbol of forgetting, right? That like it, at, at the end of this memory, we suddenly arrive at this kind of symbol of forgetting. I'll say the young moose bit. I mean, I know people describe, um, there's like the usual description of like a, like a newborn fawn, but I don't think you would wanna like describe, I'm assuming, uh, making the assumption here, that the other person is a man. Um, so, and I guess like moose have very long legs. They unfold them. They're a little gangling. <laughs> yeah, Jason, while you were speaking, I was having the same thought. No, moose do not in general fold and unfold, but if one were in a Ford 
and I'm picturing a Ford Escort because that's the car I drove at this point of my life <laughs> in the story. So I'm projecting that the moose would in fact have to unfold to get out. Like they're so tall. I think you can walk under a moose. I think I could. Moose are enormous. I've, I've never, I've never been in proximity to an actual moose, but it just terrifies me. The thought of being near a moose, like I would, I would not leave the house. Yeah. If there were a moose outside, yeah. I would just like um, those Northern exposure episodes really did a job on me as a kid. <laughs> I can barely leave the house when there's turkeys in my driveway. <sighs> I was attacked yeah. by ducks once. <laughs> I, I was really little. Bunnies. I just have bunnies in my neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> like what Alex, since COVID wildlife has gone crazier around me. Like everybody's saying so and we don't know why. Like I've, I've lived here so long and I had Fox last year. Red Fox was just walking around the neighborhood. And that that's crazy. Like where I live is still pretty urban, even though it's um, across the bridge. Anyway, um, back to the poem. Does anybody have any issues? We're just saying all these nice, lovely things. I like driveway poem too. Can I just, I'm saying another nice thing. I, I just love the simplicity and almost mundanity of driveway poem. But there's a, there's a tenderness to it. Um, the recollection and particularly like, I, I think that's sort of the important part about the Lotus that like th there's a way in which that image also distances it in time. That this is something that happened a long time ago and can only really be remembered and recalled like could never be recreated like this is not something that the speakers would ever do and I've, I've been trying to figure out like sort of where is the tenderness that I'm picking up on here like am I projecting that onto the poem or is that actually sort of the strength of the poem is that it's doing that work um and I think it happens in a lot of the selection of details and the kind of parsing of the lines um it was cold and being new at love um the way in which it sort of keeps gesturing towards a pastness and presenting the things as um, awkward but tender. Mm -hmm. um, then my foot got stuck in the horn. That there's a, there's an awkwardness but tender, and I think that's kind of what the moose is doing there. That um, it's not an image of elegance, like it is kind of an image of awkwardness, um, but it's also an image that's majestic. Like there's like there's something really sort of mythologizing about the way in which the entire story is told. That I think. Um, that's really gorgeous. Well, you know what? Maybe <laughs> we do have four poems by this poet. Maybe we should vote and keep them going through. What do you think? Yeah. There are four of vote? us. It's, it's, it's rough. What do we do if we have a tie? Oh, mm, well, if there's a tie, we have to cling on. Oh. I mean, okay. yeah, slushies. Those of you who are loyal listeners uh, realize the, that Marion Wren is not here with us today. And that's kind of like saying the sun will not shine. You know, it's a real bummer. Um, and it also makes us have an even number. So uh, so I think that we'd have to make Marion be the tiebreaker. She'll hate it so much. It'll be really fun. Okay. okay. So <laughs> one, two, three, vote. And it's in. All right. Pierre Wright, off to a good start with the acceptance of driveway poem. Let's see what happens next. I can, uh, oh. Oh, Alice, can I? Oh, fine. My middle name is Gratitude. It, it's it's actually not. What? That's not <laughs> I had it legally changed. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I would like it to be, I'm changing people's lives, Jason. What, what I, if you, if you want to optimize your search engine searches by becoming Kathleen Gratitude Volkmiller. <laughs> I've been teaching it to so many different groups of people. I mean, even before COVID, please, for uh, that I, yeah, yeah, I think. Do, I, do you know about my gratitude group in like 2015 that ended in like tears and recrimination? I do remember. We, yeah. we will need to discuss it's that. It's a funny story. I've had even more experience yeah. with, uh, you know, I mean, freshmen, freshmen do gratitude journals because of, of me. That's great. <laughs> Could you say that smaller and more quietly? That's great. That's great. I don't think he opened his mouth. That's great. I'm glad. <laughs> doing. Gratitude, okay. journal. Okay, gratitude, gratitude. Here we go. Gratitude. Gratitude. All right. Gratitude. 
What was once impotent in me remains in this fiery house on a small lot, crap lawn. Every roughed grief, the small pointy hats of hope, red hibiscus bushes wilting in a row, the heat slicked fur of a sleeping hound, a house made not of things, but the relationship between things, such as the desire two bodies have when flying blindly toward each other at incredible speed. So when I ask if I can make you breakfast, what I mean is, I am thankful you are finally here. So as, as the gratitude expert, <laughs> do you want to, um, I, was try, I was trying to come up with a, a neologism that would combine gratitude and explicate, like can you gratitude, <laughs> but I, I couldn't get anywhere good. Um, but do you want to do you want to kind of talk about how the well, gratitude? Okay. Well, even though I just made that big thing out of my middle name being gratitude, I don't really want to be known as the gratitude expert. But um, I think that I, I feel like I want to already go into defending it. One might say this, and one might say that about this poem. Um, but I really like I really like those last lines. I love the sentiment it ends on. It, I, I just, I'm, I am smitten with the purity of those last two lines. And, and that, that's what I would say. That is why this one suckers me. I, it's just such a lovely reward at the end there. I, I feel like that's a common gesture, the kind of, you know, and when I say X, what I mean is Y. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, and, and so my, my instinct was sort of to be like, oh, no, 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 I always say that all the time. I think it works here. Um, I, th I think it works really well. I think that when the person is saying, the speaker is saying, can I make you breakfast? Um, it absolutely means that I'm grateful for you, that, that I want you here. Um, I had a slightly harder time with the desire two bodies have when flying blindly toward each other at incredible speed. Because um, that felt like a kind of gesture towards physics. That felt like a kind of, you know, collider, like a kind of, um, you know, heavenly bodies, molecular bodies. Like it, it felt very much like it was sort of invoking something sciencey mm -hmm. and physics oriented. And I was sorry that it didn't continue. Like, because it was a hard image for me to combine with the lovers. Mm -hmm. when we have these lovers who are having breakfast and enjoying, you know, each other's company and gratitude, the collision image felt like a really different um, register. And so I, I, had a, I, I had a kind of hard time moving from that image to that final gesture. I see that. The, everything's been the slow, easy description. I mean, even the small pointy hats of hope, red hibiscus bushes, that, that's, that's such a terrific way of describing the hibiscus and, and everything is just kind of like um, quiet and easy. And then that to me, I thought you were gonna say that it, just, that it was just jarring to suddenly have these two bodies um, flying towards each other. And I don't know. I love bodies that fly. Like collisions that stick is like my favorite physics. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then the vector, you can like, oh my God, like those diagrams with those vectors are gorgeous. I love them. <laughs> um, it's pool. I mean, like most people know it from pool, but oh, those, those collisions don't stick. Those are collisions that um, I forget the term for, but. Uh, but I, I was I was excited by the by the bodies fly. It it just it just felt like a, a really like the violence of that image um, felt out of place to me in the rest of the poem. And I, and I think that it was it was supposed to. And I think that it's it's right. supposed to be this kind of um, grace note of um, speed. This grace note of of collision. Right. There's there's, there's like definitely like this very strong. I mean, I, I don't think that, that it's an accident. I mean, I think that it's there to kind of highlight a certain sort of, I, 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 this word is overused, but violence mm -hmm. of desire um, in this poem that is otherwise quite sleepy and slow and appreciative. Right. And, you know, when plants don't move quickly, right? So if we're talking right. about 
the red hibiscus bushes wilting, um, the small pointy hats of hope, like all of these are very, very slow moving images. And so that, oh, yeah. that one moment of speed right. uh, is, is doing a lot of work here, but I, I'm not sure I was able to kind of go along mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we go from literally a sleeping hound, right, to, to that image that's so abrupt. And, and violent. Gabby? Um, I didn't see it too much as like violence. I, I kind of saw it in the same way of like the magnificent young moose. It's very like awkwardly charming because I saw much less as physics and more just the way that two people kind of like in trying to make your lives together just kind of like end up maybe not like meshing in a bad way or like not meshing in a bad way but just kind of ending up like having your lives like flailing around each other a little bit but it's still but it's but it, like I said it's still charming and it's still like I'm I am thankful you are finally here love that last line beautiful mm -hmm. um very very gentle tender sentiment but yeah I think the I think the abruptness of it works but yeah I mean for me I guess it, it just it just I feel like this poem is just unlucky to go after the first poem it's great opening because the first poem is one scene and it's going at one speed like and this is like I feel like that the those two bodies is a kind of like I imagine a jump cut if it was a movie and it kind of jumps back to the house and it it's not there's no build up to it it's just like it just happens and I and it's kind of jarring between the sleepiness of like Sunday morning breakfast or whatever as opposed to the scene right before it so are you saying you that was it was too disruptive for you was it too jarring for you no like not super jarring but it is kind of a like the turn kind of happens very quickly yeah I like I like um, how the title is gratitude, and then what you read about is not really anything to be that grateful for until the end, too. Um, I kind of wonder if that that same section we're talking about with the bodies is a spoiler alert to where we go in the end. You know that um, the desire of two bodies rushing toward blindly toward each other, then we know that it is a couple that's not just sitting there and... What, what do you think it is that was impotent, right? I mean, the, the poem kind of opens on this open, um, what is that, an indeterminate pronoun? Um, what was once impotent in me? Like, but do, what, how do you read that? I and mean, what do you think it is that was impotent? Is that gratitude? Is that love? Is that... Well, right, because you have to pay to, the very last line says, I'm thankful you are finally here. Right. So I think that those do speak to one another. What, what I think desire, desire and gratitude, maybe it laid dormant in me until I had you. I think that, you know, those two lines could be read right next to each other. It finally calls back to the impotent for me. What was once impotent is now alive. So I think it's the it's desire desire okay. maybe desire and gratitude yeah I, I felt i felt like it kind of set up an opening that i, I really wanted to know <laughs> i sort of wanted the the what to become really clear and i felt like it moved away from it um and that th those those descriptions of the landscape i think are gorgeous i loved the fiery house the small lot um I really like the small pointy hats of hope. Me too. I love the small pointy hats of hope. Yeah. You know how rarely I go look up things on the internet because I just don't, I really want poems to stand on their own and not have to go look things up. But then I also say, if you are compelled because you get so into it, that's a good thing. And you know, I'm no botanist. I thought I could picture that, but I had to go look it up. And then I was like, oh, they are small pointy hats of hope. Aww. 
Well, we do have two more. All right, so should we go ahead and vote? I say, yeah. Okay. Vote to vote. One, two, three, vote. And this one has to go to Marion. Oh, wow. Can we can we like intercut Mary? Can we edit this later so that like between now and when like we're just gonna go on to the next poem, but can we edit it so that our slushies get to listen to Mary and make the call after we make the call? <laughs> I Larissa, can Marianne like send you a recording of <laughs> what would she be doing? Just telling me or telling you? I Jason, what's your imagine? What are you imagining? Like, I, she- I'm imagining that that right now we cut to Marion saying, Hello, slushies. I've um, made my decision, you yeah. know, sort of, sort of a, a congratulations, you stay or a Shantae away moment. Right. Um, and then explaining, you know, quickly and pithily why um, she made the call that she did since we were a divided council. That would be something that's never been done before. But it, it, it would be, it would be completely. Let's ask, I love it though, but let's ask Larissa, what's the difficulty level on that, Larissa? Um, I mean, Kate's our primary editor at this point, but I don't see why that's not doable. Um, She'll have to let us know how much of this part of the conversation to keep into, I guess. But um, yeah, it's just editing. <laughs> okay, time stamp it right now. Because your boss says it should be easy. So that means basically <laughs> you're going to do it. <laughs> and, well, if and if Kate can't or doesn't want to, then I can certainly do it. But oh, I think thank you so much for that. 38 minute yeah. mark, Kate. <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fun. All right, good, good. Terrific. Great idea, Jason. All right, all right, slushy. Well, I guess you won't be lying and wait to the for the answer though. You're gonna get it right away. I, I like that the slushy is no faster than we do. Right, right. Isn't that weird? That's weird. There's an immediacy for our listeners that we do not get to experience. That's very trippy to think about. I hope you're grateful, slushies. Well, Larissa, we can always add a long pause. <laughs> yeah, it's like time, like that ribbon candy, you know touching and some okay okay hello slushies kathy was right i hate the spotlight so here's my little naked vote um i am a hard yes on the pointy hats of hope i loved listening to gratitude to the poem and the discussion and i think more people should be able to hear it too so i am a yes and with that i think the poem's in congratulations poet Um, I bet you Alex wants to read this one because he was chomping at the bit on the other. All right. The Hibiscus, Key West. We shared thin, raw slices of tuna, conch salad, cracked stone crab claws, drank dark rum, tripped over the noisy chickens on our way to your room, drank more rum from plastic cups, then a table broke, the matching chair in pieces, waltzing together across worn linoleum like aging tantric porn stars. Waking to Cuban coffee, I remember eggs. While waiting for a bus to Miami, you wrote your number on a napkin. I tried calling several times, a memory persistent as the fly banging on this kitchen door screen. Thank you, Alex. Good job. I, I like that in, in the other poems, there's been a sort of familiarity to the image system, to the kind of evoked episode, the younger lovers who remember <laughs> the awkward episode, or, you know, like the happiness of finding you in my bed. Um, and I sort of like this for not being a familiar scene, the one night stand that goes nowhere. The, the I was hoping for more and I never got it and I still think about you. Um, I, I like the kind of easiness uh, and not in, a, not in a bad way, not in a kind of like, oh, you didn't earn it, but, a, but a, in a kind of um, easy for the reader kind of way, which, is always, which always means it's harder for the writer, um, that it kind of carries us through this scene and then kind of arrives at it, it sort of fulfills the desire and then opens on an unfulfilled one. And I thought that was really masterfully accomplished. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Jason. Um, you know, we also talk all the time, Slushies, about whether we should look at poems in the context of the other poems um, by that same author. 
And what's interesting to me about this one is the setup is kind of the same, like describe, 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 then do something, right? And, and the other two um, both ended, let's call it just happily, you know, or lovely, or, you know, they were these little sweet gifts. And this one, I, I just, I really enjoy, um, I tried calling several times, a memory persistent as the fly banging on this kitchen door screen. That does so much work right there, right? And the calling several times is like the fly banging on the kitchen door. And he's, you know, I'm just projecting, right? But the speaker is thinking of themselves is the same in the, that other's mind, right? As a fly, like still wanting your attention. And, um, and this kitchen door, just that word this tells us he's now very far. The speaker is now far from wherever that original scene was, right? In a very different place. Um, but still remembers that night. I just think, oh, so much is done in those last three lines. I think if I, I know we're I, again we're like are are we comparing are we not comparing, but of of that sort of move towards the image to close the poem, um, I, this is my favorite. Mm, mm. I really like that image, and it does it does all of this evocative right. It, it does what an image should do, right? It's the detail that illuminates the whole. It's this kind of moment that perfectly captures it's the objective correlative, right? Yeah, it captures what you're actually feeling through this image that's technically unrelated. Right, and you're making me think of something we talk about in fiction a lot, which is that an ending should be a surprise, an inevitable surprise, right? Right, <laughs> Where you're like, oh, but of course. Nothing else could have happened, but I didn't see it coming. Right, right. They're breaking furniture, tantric, aging tantric porn stars pretty brilliant. Can we give a nod to that, please? Let's call the episode that, Aging Tantric Porn Star. Oh, I love that. That's a great title. <laughs> um, uh, I will also agree that Aging Tantric Porn Stars is such, first of all, a hook um, for anyone uh, looking at this episode. Um, <laughs> but I just think that there's something really interesting and, and and really grabs me about how, like, obviously the speaker is saying that this person wrote the number on a napkin. It's not asked for, it's like given. But then at the very end, it's like, when you're the one who is calling, 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 because this is a moment that you just can't let go of and obviously still persists like far in the aftermath. This person obviously did not have after the moment had passed, realized that maybe this is just not something to want anymore, that, that it was just a moment. And I, it's sticking with me. There's no closure and it's sticking with me. That, that's also why I really like the fly because you don't want the fly to get in, <laughs> right? That the fly sort of keeps hitting the screen door and you don't want it to come in or you want it to get out. Um, so there's there's a way in which like using the fly as the image of the memory makes it both undesirable but persistent. They're, like they're, like I, I really like that calibration. Like I think it's really really subtly accomplished. Yeah, it's really smart. And and the phone number on the napkin also kind of evoke you know along with aging tantric porn stars um, gives one a kind of sense of technological generation that there's something sort of quaint or sweet about writing phone numbers on napkins. Um, and, and also the ways in which like when you were writing phone numbers on napkins, you could just give people the wrong number. Um, you know, it's, it's not like when you meet now and someone like takes your phone and finds your Instagram and then sends you a message on it. Like, you know, there, there's a way in which like now um, you, you wouldn't be able to give quite as easily um, a false trail to lead back to yourself. Right, people can find you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you, Gabby, for pointing out you wrote your number makes the other, the, you know, the actor in that moment and that and then the juxtaposition. I didn't really think about that. And that's, 
it's a really nice thing to think about too. The confusion for the speaker when the, the number was offered, it was given to me, right? Now this seems a, a little bit tragic. The, 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 the idea Jason just put out of the number being written wrong, that makes it a lot more tragic for me because before it was just kind of like someone who was just like, well, I now I now have my uh, post nut clarity, and <laughs> I, I I'm not interested in this anymore. It's not going to pick up when you call, right? They could write the wrong number down. True enough. You know, the man I'm dating right now, when he asked me for my number, asked me to write it down, and I said, "Why don't you just put it in your phone?" And he said, "I'm old fashioned. I want to hold it. I want to have it." So sweet. Isn't that kind of cute? It's kind of cute. Um, I, I remember being chastised in like the beginning of my relationship by someone for not knowing my husband's work number off the top of my head. So I had to like look it up on a piece of paper. They were like, what are you doing? <laughs> you should have that in your head. I don't know any numbers anymore. Oh, not anymore. Oh, I used to, but I used to know so many numbers. Yeah, I still remember like, you know, old numbers of like best friends yeah. in fourth grade, but I don't have any numbers now. <laughs> I, I apologize, young slushies, that we are now taking our technological elderly people. <laughs> Jason, it's perfect journey. because we are in fact aging tantric porn yeah, stars. Right. We, are, we are in fact aging tantric porn stars. Uh, Alex, you've been quiet. That's because I just I, I like this poem. It's it's like and it, it just puts you in a nice mood. I don't know, like even though it's not the happiest of endings, it's just the poet in this poem and the past poems, like for the most part, like is very confidently like ushering you through the scene. That it's like oh yeah, <laughs> something especially very hazy kind of Key West kind of like. It's, it's human night but stuff's going on and like i don't know gloria estefan is playing or something i don't know <laughs> i've never been to key west i really want to go to key west so do i jason let's go together right. let's go to key west i haven't been since i was a child um yeah so my the same man his daughter rented a lamborghini and she's in key west right now Right, where they flew somewhere like south of Miami and rented a Lamborghini. Wow. At the age of 22. Oh, that's the time to do it. Yeah. And they're they're there now. Maybe things are happening. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Shall we vote? Yeah, let's go ahead and vote. Let's do it. One choose vote. And it's unanimous. <laughs> All right, Pierre, you're you're Chewing a possibility of one. So you're maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Math is not my strong suit. Um, we'll see. And we have one more. And Gabby, I think it's, you know, four of us, four poems. Let's do it. Gotcha. Uh, Mother's Day. What a day in the garden, pulling out the knotweed, the clover and spurge, forgiving you for leaving so soon. The way they cut your head open, I recall a dream. I find you in a dumpster. It's hot, your bones are missing, and you can't get out. Just now, before dark, beside the thistle and burdock, your cheeks wet, I ask if you were hungry. I chop potatoes, eggs, olives. How tender the early dandelion greens are tossed with sea salt, bitter with lemon, drizzled with the good oil I keep for company. Thank you. All right. Guys, does the you change? The you changes? Is the you not the mother early and then it's an actual person? Or I, I wasn't sure if it, if it, if we, I mean, I think the mother literally died. Right. And then when we have the turn to, I recall a dream and I think it then, I, I can't tell if the food is being made in the dream or if it's returned to a memory of the mother. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or even, right, or even, he's still just thinking in his head about her. You know what I mean? Like, well, like meal is it, 
he's serving her even though he's not well now i think i'm being a bad reader um because it says all right so we have the first section from what a day in the garden to the way they cut your head open right and sort of remembering his mother as he's in the garden and then i find you at the, the i recall a dream um, which ends with you can't get out just now before dark beside the sicilian burdock your cheeks wet so that's the transition right so yeah. that your cheeks wet is it a different you after the transition of just now i don't know I mean, this is another one he's he's his descriptions are so beautiful yeah again and i love um that final image, again, drizzled with the good oil I keep for company, um, because what it resonates out against is relationality, right? That the speaker treats others better than the self, right? That, this, that the speaker has treats which are reserved for community. Mm -hmm. And so the relation here is, is being brought out in the food that's coming out from the garden. Um, and it sort of pulls everything together in this really powerful, beautiful way at the end. I really like that final image. Mm -hmm. And I want the salad. The salad sounds really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a really beautiful description of the salad. Are you eating dandelion greens? Not knowingly. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think I have either. I'm scared to eat food I grow myself because of Brooklyn soil. Like, I don't really understand how to test it. I bought, I bought like a soil testing kit um, and I am too old to have, you know, the worst I could give myself is cancer. But um, I just, yeah, I, I don't, it's Brooklyn. I'm not, that's, okay. um, unless I have a raised bed and I put all the soil in there myself, I'm not, I'm not eating anything I grow in the backyard. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, I just talked to you about the wildlife in my life last year animal date almost everything I tried to grow. So this year, rather than putting it in the soil, I put it everything in pots on the large table. Oh nice. And everything is fine. Container. <laughs> I do I do that for herbs. I, I grow herbs in containers. Yeah. Yeah. The dandelion greens, I always imagine that I would just walk through my yard and pick them. And I would be afraid to do that. It just seems yeah. so odd. Although my father did grow up. Go get some dandelions. <laughs> get dandelions, and mom would pick them. So I don't know. Anyway, do, do do we do we need to know who the you is? Do we need to like? You know, again, I saw this one before, and I there's so much that's beautiful, but I do question that you. I do, and I was curious of what. This is the first time I'm going to talk about it with others. And that's, I truly wanted to know if it bothers you, what you make of it. Is there a second you or is everything going on in, in the speaker's head? You know, I, I was curious of what you guys thought because I noticed, wondered who was he cooking for at the end? And is it okay that there's only one you? I mean, the you is used for two people in one poem with that subtle transition just now. I wonder what others' reactions were to that. Because it's the only thing that does give me pause, as it were. Yeah. And 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 with the with the line your cheeks wet, right? I mean, the the whoever it is who's really there is crying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the signal for me to for the for the transition of we're talking about a different you. And it seemed like this person is also grieving or continuing to grieve the loss of their mother if it's Mother's Day and you're remembering. Um, and I just sort of took it as like maybe like a family member or like a sibling or maybe even like um, like the speaker's father or something. And I, 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 I like this because in a way it ties back to gratitude, which I also liked of, of cooking a meal for someone instead of necessarily like saying something out loud. It's a, it's a comfort to not talk about something but still know that someone is there for you. I mean, oh, sorry. Go, ahead. go ahead, Alex. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of still mulling it over because like, for me, I like the imagery, but it still feels a bit too loose and it's, I'm unfairly kind of comparing it to the previous poems where I felt 
more secure in what was like kind of going on mm-hmm. and i think that, like the oddest thing for me is like kind of the how casually like they cut your head open and like your bones are missing you can't get out of a dumpster it's a very it's like watching the Beatles or the Beach Boys go through their experimental phase where it's like oh what happened here kind of thing so I don't I don't know like where I am in the poem I guess is kind of pushing me out a little what's so I just love this so much because um when I almost interrupted you just a minute ago, what I was going to say, how about that line all by itself, the way they cut your head open? I think it's horrifying, but it, I, I, I like it. I think it works, you know, that, that we're in a garden and this is the imagery that's in the speaker's head, you know, is imagining what that was like. Yeah, like for some reason, I thought like maybe the speaker was talking about plants all the way through. Wait, but, so casually, uh, they're talking about like heads coming off or like I don't know why a plant would be in the dumpster but it was just me that was my initial kind of scrambling trying to conjure up like what's going on here forgiving you for leaving so soon yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't well, reading wouldn't work for me I don't think but I'll, I'll keep trying it Yeah, I really, I really, I'm, I'm, I am, the more we talk about it, the, like, when I, the, and I don't know if I should be, because when we, when we first talked about it, when I first read it, I was not at all hung up on the switch between yous, but the more we talk about it, the more hung up, I kind of remain on it, of not knowing, and I, and it was, I was sort of thinking, like, maybe it, this is the kind of thing where in a manuscript it might be clearer, that if we'd kind of, like, gone, if we were reading a book, and we kind of knew who the characters were, and we'd had other poems about the mother, and other poems about whoever this you is, um, that we might be grounded in a different way. Um, but, but yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I'm kind of like, well, I need to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Gabby's read that there is an actual physical other. That's what my instincts tell me. There is an other who is also grieving this, this mother, right? Um, and it doesn't matter to me if it's a sibling or the other parent or even the speaker's partner who loved that mother too. I don't care who the you is, but yet I question if just now is enough of a transition, you know, because I do know that when I, even the first read, I was like, your cheeks wet. Wait, who, what? How, you know, so I did have that issue, but as we often use the language, I would forgive it too, because it's so gorgeous otherwise. And that, and, and like Jason said, those last lines are um, very rich. So, shall we? Shall we? <laughs> Six. One, two, three, go. Oh my goodness, now Marion has to make two voice clips. <laughs> oh, she might. Wow. The thing that's tricky is now all of that pressure is on here. We just said yeah. this out. We um so slushies, if that you're new to the show, we tr- really try not to reveal identities of how votes go. That's why we just say one, two, three, vote. And uh, I don't think we use the expression today. We are literally flipping thumbs. Um even when times are good and we're in the studio, a couple people are always in New York or Abu Dhabi or wherever they happen to be in the world. And um, so we Zoom even when times are good and uh, we go one, two, three, vote and we put our thumb up or down. That's how we vote. Um, so anyway, yeah, I guess that so we have uh, two wins and two ties. So is that 202? Is that how you do it, Alex? Anybody know baseball? I'm so um, I think it's wins, losses, ties. You can't tie in baseball. Oh, you can't tie in baseball. You can't tie in baseball. You can't tie in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> There's crying in everything. <laughs> Larissa, did you have an answer on that? Do you know how that works? 
can we revise like all before it has happened before but it's usually because of weather oh oh okay there is a yeah there must be some limit to the innings at some point would they really go on and um i don't think there's a limit to innings but i think if it does get uh, so I'm, I'm reading wikipedia right now uh game may end in a tie only due to weather or historically darkness oh. <laughs> which is okay weird because and there are a lot of lights in baseball fields <laughs> i just googled the longest game ever are you guys ready this doesn't even say how many innings it was but it was eight hours and 25 minutes it's I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at that same Wikipedia page. There were 27 innings. <laughs> That's literally three times as long as it should be. I do know yeah. that there are nine innings in baseball. Wow. Um That's... so anyway, yeah. So we have two in and two ties. So um slushies, we might even have to go to bed tonight with this tension of not knowing how it's going to go um because um as we said earlier marion is is incredibly busy right now and i'm um, getting ready to leave our country again <laughs> and so i don't know when she'll have time i'm sure she'll do the next few days but you slushies won't be waiting at all because the answers will be incorporated right into this Psst. it's marion again from the future which might now actually be the past Here's my vote. I think there is only one you in the poem. The way I hear it, it's the persistence of memory, the mother's presence, even if the second time the you appears, and even if it's addressed to another, that you tracks back to the felt loss of the speaker's mother. The images are so evocative. Listening to it held me fast. I'm a yes. And I think that means it's in two. Woohoo, woohoo. Um, so thank you, everybody. Does anybody have anything to say? Thank I, you. I'm going to start working on revising things that writers say to each other for baseball players. So, like, no tears for the players, no tears for the spectators. Oh, okay. I'm just going right. to start trying to transpose cliched literary advice onto baseball. All right, that's like, that sounds like an interesting project. Um, meanwhile, I'm going to ask the slushies to uh, tell us how we're doing, let us know, follow us on all the socials and uh, keep reading, woohoo. <laughs>